return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Isaac Tafur up to speak tonight. He has a good word, so let's welcome him as he comes. Amen. Shall we close our eyes for a word of prayer? King of kings and Lord of lords, we bless you tonight. We worship you and give you all the glory. Thank you for protecting and preserving our lives and bringing us into your presence. We are so much grateful that we are here because Bible says in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures evermore. We believe that we are going to have an encounter with you. So we give you praise. It's our prayer that take control and let your name be glorified at the end of the day. In Jesus' name, amen. God richly bless you so much for coming to the house of the Lord. Um, God bless you, Pastor Dave and Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randen. God richly bless you so much for always giving us the opportunity to share what, what God places on our heart. God richly bless you so much. Okay. So tonight we'll be talking about give thanks always. Amen. Give thanks always. So we'll, read, we'll take our scripture reading from Psalm 100, verse 1 to 5. So, shout, joy, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is good. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. So, it's always good to give thanks to God. And we, we can never stop talking about thanking God in all situations, in all seasons, and every time. You know, Bible admonishes us that we should thank God at all, at all times. You know, because it is actually the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. So, one thing about thanksgiving or giving thanks is that it's one of the most powerful tools of the believer. You know, it's actually intended to appreciate God. It's actually intended to show gratitude to God. But the ripple effect of doing that is massive. You know, it has so many benefits. It accrues in the life of the believer. You know... When you, when you read Luke chapter 17, verse 15 to 19, we see Jesus, you know, traveling to Jerusalem, and he was walking along the borders between Samaria and then Galilee. We know this scripture where he sees ten lepers at the outskirts, and they were, you know, crying for help that Jesus have mercy on us. And the Bible says that Jesus said, go, go and show yourself to the priests. And when they left, they were healed. You know, as soon as they made their way to see the priest, they were healed. And Bible says in the verse 15 that one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. 
Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So this, this gesture of thanksgiving, this gesture of appreciating Jesus for what he has done, actually, you know, brought about something new in the life of this believer, uh, this person. Bible says that Jesus said that your faith has made you well. When you read that, he said that your faith has made you whole. And, and, and the interpretation of, of that is that even though he was physically healed by Jesus Christ, the mere fact that he showed thanks, the mere fact that he appreciated Jesus for what he had done for him, Jesus actually made him spiritually whole. Jesus made him totally whole. Not only the physical, but also the spiritual. So I think Pastor Dave also mentioned this some time ago whilst he was preaching. So, so as we praise God, as we thank God, he does so many things for us. You know, you can talk about, you know, um, Paul and Silas, you know, in prison, thanking and praising God, you know, and God bringing redemption. You know, we can talk about Jesus Christ who fed the multitude with two fish and then five loaves of bread. Bible says that when it was given to him, Bible said that he lifted it and gave thanks. And even as he gave thanks, Bible said that heavens multiplied everything that he had. And that is the power of thanksgiving, you know. Even though the intention is not to see something, you know, dramatic, it's just to show thanks, God uses it in a special way, you know, to do great things in the life of the believer. So always it is expedient that we give thanks to God. You know, an appreciative child always gets goodies from the Father. You know, the more you thank God, the more you appreciate God, the more he does great things in your life. We can go on and go on talking about people in scriptures and how thanksgiving, you know, brought so many good things in their lives. But you see, I believe that Scripture is still being fulfilled in our generation. And God is still moving, you know, through Thanksgiving. So, two weeks ago we had Thanksgiving. And in that Thanksgiving week, we had um, uh, fire starters on Monday. And it was so interesting, so wonderful. We, yes, you know, distributed some Scripture readings on Thanksgiving, the benefits of Thanksgiving. We distributed, distributed it amongst ourselves. So everyone had the Scripture. And the idea was just... Ponder over the scripture you have for like five minutes, and then we'll move from person to person, and you tell us what the Spirit of God is telling you about the scripture. And it was so like wonderful, people giving spiritual insights about thanksgiving, you know, based on the scriptures they have, and it was awesome. And after that, we asked one another, you know, what are you thankful for? And people were seeing what God has done for them and how they were thankful and all that. That was all what we did on Monday, Thanksgiving Monday, that week. And after that, we just thank God. We didn't ask for anything. We just praise God. So when we are about leaving, one, one fast other member asked for prayers because she's been having some excruciating pains in her knees for a long time, and she wanted us to pray with her. We actually didn't pray like asking God to do it because it was a moment of thanksgiving. Every prayer we said was thanksgiving. We weren't saying that God heal her, God, touch her. God, make her whole. All that we were saying was, God, God, we thank you for already healing her. We give you glory that she's whole. We thank you that she's going to have a testimony concerning this. And that was our prayer. We just thank God, you know. And, and God being so good, last week she came testifying that she has never experienced such peace in her knees. After that day, she, she is totally healed and she's totally made whole. And that is the power of thanksgiving. And, 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 and in that week of thanksgiving... God laid on my heart to at least be thankful for that week. 
not fret about anything, not think about anything. You know, there are times as believers, you know, you, are, you know God will do it, you know, you trust God, but sometimes, you know, you have some anxiety. Sometimes, you know, thoughts of the things you worry creep into your mind and it takes you off guard. You ponder over it for some time and then the Spirit of God will tell you, no, God will do it, you know. So that week, you know, the Spirit of God just told me that I should just, Thanksgiving, I should just thank God. Just, just thank God. So when I wake up, my wife will testify, I'll just be singing songs of Thanksgiving. Anytime thoughts of, you know, anxiety or thoughts of a need is, is so creeping in, in my mind, I totally switch to Thanksgiving. For the first time throughout the week, that was what I was doing. Like, I was just switching. Like, you know, anytime something is just creeping in, fear is creeping in, something I'll be praying about comes again, I just switched to Thanksgiving. So I wasn't asking anything. I wasn't making any petitions. I wasn't making any supplications. All I was doing was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. So there was something Hilda and I have been praying about for some time. And we are trusting God, you know, to see a breakthrough in that. It has to do with our future and everything. And interestingly, on Black Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, we receive a good news concerning that matter. And, and that is the power of Thanksgiving. You know, when we thank God, it's actually a powerful tool God uses, you know, to bless our lives. So, so I want to encourage you that always adapt a posture of thanksgiving. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. It may be difficult, you know, we are humans. But just thank God, as his word says. So, like two weeks ago was thanksgiving, you know, thanksgiving is over. People enjoyed their stuff, techie. People had family, you know, visiting, having good times. Um, we watched parade. I saw um, the the Pride of Dakotas, you know, in New York City marching. It was so awesome, wonderful. You know, Thanksgiving comes with its own euphoria. It's it's awesome. It's wonderful, but it's over. And and you know, at least for once, people who are not appreciative, you know, have that sense of reflecting on what God has done for them, you know, in the course of the year. And thank God. Now the question is, Thanksgiving as a celebration is over. What next? I asked someone, Thanksgiving is over, what next? And he told me Black Friday. So I know, I know it's Black Friday after Thanksgiving. I asked another person, he said, yes, it's Christmas. The next thing is Christmas. Yeah, it's really true. They are all true. But the, the, the main thing is that there should still be Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving. Because that is the life of the believer. We always have to be thankful. We always have to, you know... Thank God and appreciate God for the things he does for us. You know, after Thanksgiving, a lot of people switch back to factory settings. People switch back to default mode. You know, they go back to their busy, unthankful lives. You know, but that is not what God wants us, you know, to do. He wants us to thank him in season and out of season. We should not restrict Thanksgiving to, you know, the fourth Thursday of every November. No, it has to, you know, transcend that day. It should always be part of our lives. And when you read scripture, Bible even says that thanksgiving should be a matter of the heart. You know, at the state of our heart should always be thankful. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19, Bible, Bible talks about, you know, Paul was admonishing the church in Ephesus. He was telling them that they should speak to one another in psalms, in hymns, spiritual songs, sing and make melodies in their heart, always thanking God. You know? So in your workplace, in your heart, physically, you may be working, you may be doing everything, but you can be making melodies in your heart. You can be reflecting and, you know, thanking God in your heart. So thanksgiving should be a state of the heart, a matter of the heart. But it transcends just the heart. At a point in time, thanksgiving also becomes a matter of action. 
And that is the scripture we read in Psalm 100, verse 1 to 5. Where thanksgiving is not just about lip service. Thanksgiving is not just about you reflecting in your heart, but it actually becomes something of an action. When you read the scripture carefully in the, in the, in the Psalms 101, verse 5, you know, this, this was a psalm that was written a long time ago, you know. It was written at a long time ago when there was no such thing like Thanksgiving celebration. When, when, when the pilgrims hadn't migrated even to the United States, this scripture was there a long time ago in the times of, of David. And, and when you look at the content of this scripture, I think you can go back to the Psalms 101 verse 5. We see, we see verbs, we see you know, action words in there. You know. It starts by saying, shout joyfully to the Lord. So there is a shout all the earth. You know. I see serve the Lord with gladness. I see serve, service. You know, I see come, come before God, come before him with joyful singing. I see know that the Lord himself is God. There is a know in there. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. When you go to the verse 4 and 5, it said, enter, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his court with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good and his loving, his loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. So we see action words in here. We see verbs in here. We see, we see shout. We see serve. We see come. We see know. We see enter. We see give. We see bless. You know, it tells you about what Thanksgiving is all about. What Thanksgiving is all about. You know, you see here that God is actually calling us to be actively involved in giving thanks to him. He's calling us to be thankful. He's calling us to be appreciative. You know, he's calling us to, to, to thank him. You know, so tonight I just want to talk about what Thanksgiving is all about. You know, and picking up from these verbs in there, maybe I'll talk about just three of them. The first one, it talks about shout joyfully to the Lord. And it, it, it tells us about Thanksgiving being all about excitement. Thanksgiving is all about excitement. You know, and, and you should understand that we are, we are emotional beings. God created us to have emotions. And, and one thing he expects of us is that as we thank him, we should thank him with excitement. We should thank him with joy. You know, we should, we should appreciate him with joy. And, 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 and because he has done so many things for us, he has, he has done great things in our lives. You know, things we cannot even think about. He has done so many things. Most often people... People struggle to thank God with excitement. You know, sometimes when we come to church and we say thank God, you know, some people don't even express emotions. And sometimes it's, it's because people are still, you know, being remembered of the things God has not done for them. They are still, you know, wondering what should I be thankful about, uh, you know. And, and sometimes it takes away the excitement and the joy in thanksgiving. So it becomes like a routine. It becomes like lip service. Oh, Pastor Dave said we should thank God. So, yes, I hope you might thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But that sense of excitement, that sense of joy, you know, it's not there. You know, it's because we are hit by our, our unanswered prayers. But that is, that is not what God is expecting for us. He wants us to be joyous. You know, shout with thanks. Bless God with excitement. You know, exalt God with excitement. And... And if indeed we are going to really open our eyes and we are going to really count our blessings, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance we find ourselves in, we will always beam with excitement when it comes to thanking God. You know, 
Look at, look at the strength he gives to us. Sometimes you go to bed and you are so tired. It's like your body is beating. And, and you go to bed and you wake up nourished, refreshed. Like you are strong again. And you wonder, where did you get this strength? It is from the Lord. You know, you know how your heart is even beats. You know, it's just a blessing. The, the, the breath in our lungs each and every day, it's, it's a blessing. It all comes from God, you know. So if we keep on thinking about the things God has done for us, we will always be excited when it comes to thanksgiving. You know, in spite of our ungratefulness, in spite of our ingratitude, in spite of our flaws and frailties, and sometimes we don't even follow the word of God and we mess up, God still gives us breath. He still gives us life. You know, last time I was, you know, I was talking with a friend and we were saying that if God, you know, gives uh, man control over heaven's oxygen tank, you know, the oxygen tank in heaven through which God distributes, you know, breath into the lungs of every man on earth. If God actually, you know, gives man or, you know, control over that, most of us would have dropped dead a long time ago, you know. When you read Matthew chapter 5 verse 45, God is not man. God is so different. You know, Bible says that he, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So God is an impartial God. God laughs as such that even when we, we sin, when we fail, he still gives us breath of life. The sinner and the righteous. He still, you know, looks down upon us in mercy. If you give man control over the oxygen tank in heaven, he'll be so partial. He'll just look at you and say, the last time you insulted me, the last time you offended me, he's just going to shut the valve that, you know, flows the oxygen to you, and then you're going to drop dead. That is how man is, you know. But God is an impartial God. He loves us. He, no matter how much money we do not have, no matter how much things we are expecting, we do not have them. God still gives us life. That alone should give us a cause to shout with joy. Give us a cause to thank God, you know, and appreciate God for the things he does, he does for us. That is enough to give, you know, reason. That is enough reason to give thanks and glory. He sustains us. You know, a God who has his eye over the sparrow. You know, we see the sparrow as just an animal. And God still cares for the sparrow. How more you and I? He cares for us. You know, he knows the number of, exact number of hairs on your, on your head. You know, he loves you. So we should count our blessings. And anytime we count our blessings, you know, we beam with excitement. We shout with joy. We approach thanksgiving with so much joy. And we thank God out of our spirits. There's this poem I read online. It says that, count your blessings instead of your crosses. Count your gains instead of your losses. Count your joys instead of your woes. Count your smiles instead of your tears. Count your courage instead of your fears. Count your health instead of your wealth. And count on your God instead of yourself. So, so, so anytime we count our blessings, you know, we always have a reason to give thanks and give glory to God. So thanksgiving is about excitement. It's about joy. It's about glorifying God with happiness. And then the second thing I see is still in the Psalm 100, the verse 2. The verse 2. It says, that, it says that, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. So it, it means that thanksgiving or giving thanks is also about serving. It's also about serving. When, when, 
when you look at scripture, right from Genesis to Revelation, one thing we see about God is that he has this desire, he has this passion that his people will serve him. His people will, will serve him. In Exodus chapter 7 verse 16, after Moses' encounter with a burning bush, and God you know, gave him the mandate to go to Egypt and help deliver his people from captivity. You know, after the first miracle where, you know, their rod turned to snakes and his rod swallowed the snakes of Pharaoh's magician and all that, Pharaoh was still, you know, having a hard heart. So God told Moses that this guy is, is a stubborn guy. But this is the word I want you to tell him. This is the word I want you to give to him. He said that, and you shall say to him, that is Pharaoh, the Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to you saying, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But indeed, until now, you will not hear. So, you know, God's desire for the people of Israel was actually for them to serve him. So God actually, you know, desires that his people serve him with all their hearts. And, and thanksgiving is about service. So as you serve God, you are actually expressing your appreciation and thanks to God. When you read 1 Thessalonians 5.18, the Bible says that in everything give thanks, for it is the will of God, you know, in Christ Jesus concerning us. So, so if giving thanks is about serving, then it means that serving God is actually the desire of God for us. And, and you go to Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12, after Moses, you know, ascended the mountains, you know, he went with um, two tablets of stones, God wrote the commandments and all that in there. God also gave him a mandate that he wants the people of God to hear this. And he said that, now Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And this was what God was actually expecting from the people of Israel, that they would serve him with all their hearts and, and their soul. So someone will say that all these things I'm mentioning are Old Testament. When you go to the New Testament, you see Jesus also, you know, urging and encouraging his followers to make service to God their priority. In, in Matthew 6:24, he was talking about the fact that you cannot serve money and God. And he was encouraging them that they should serve God. You cannot serve both God and money. So Jesus was actually saying that, serve God. So as we serve God, as we, we serve God, we, we are actually showing our thanks to God. You know, someone said that if you and I were created, then it means that he, God, is a creator. If you and I are, are, are known as sheep in scripture, then it means that he is our shepherd. If, if God is saying in scripture that enter his court, then it means that he is our king, because it's the king who has a court. We enter the court of a king. And then he said that if God Bible mandates us to serve him, then it means that he's our master. So, so, so God wants us to serve him. You know, as we serve him, it is an expression of our thanks to God. You know, and it doesn't just say that serve him. He said that serve him with gladness. Serve him with gladness, you know. And, and I was just thinking about the fact that it's a great privilege, you know, to, to serve God. It's an honor to serve God. I was just wondering over um, the staff who work in the White House or the staff who work in, let's say, Buckingham Palace, who serve the king. You know, I believe that a lot of background checks are done on those people and they try to pick the best people to serve in the White House, the best people to serve in Buckingham Palace. They don't just need anybody at all to serve because it's, it is an important place 
and it is a place of, you know, royalty and all that. You know, and, and people who work there, I believe that they are so proud and they feel honored to serve in those places. How more you and I, who have been called into the kingdom of God, you know, to serve God. It is much more worth it than all these places I'm talking about. It, we should be much more privileged, much more honored, you know, to serve God. And when I talk about serving God, what am I talking about? I'm talking about serving God with your time, serving God with your talent, your gifting, serving God with everything he has given to your resources. As we do all these things, it's an expression of our thanks to God. It's an expression of our thanks to God. And in any capacity you find yourself in the house of God, whether you are an usher, whether you are a worship leader, whether you are a media person, whether you are a Sunday school teacher, no matter the role you play in the house, no matter the service you give, you are highly privileged. You are highly honored to do that because it is a privilege to serve God. So serving God is actually an act of thanksgiving. And, and, and we, should, we should be proud serving God. You know, Sometimes people think that those who serve God are, are losers. People who serve God, who, who spend their time in the church, you know, they don't have anything doing. Some even believe that it is lazy people who don't do anything that serve God. I don't know, Levi will bear with me in Ghana and in Africa. Most people think that people who are pastors, you know, are people who failed in life and, you know, they couldn't achieve much, so they have resorted to God and to serve God because a lot of people are now leaving the church and all that. But it is an honor to serve God. You know, serving God does not take anything away from you. It makes you a better person. So last time I received um, a message on LinkedIn from one of the professors who taught me in Ghana whilst I was doing my master's. He said it was a long time since he heard of me and he has heard that I am now a preacher. So, you know, here the videos go viral on Facebook and I'm sure people are saying, people are saying all sorts of things. He's now a pastor. He's... And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm still doing my PhD. Nothing has changed. I'm just serving my God. And it's something I've been doing even whilst I was in Ghana. But in Ghana, there was no videos on me and that. But I was still serving my God, you know. You can still serve your God and be the best in whatever you do. You know, you can serve your God and still be the top worker in your firm. You can still serve God and be the richest man on earth. You can serve God and you, it takes nothing away from you. You can still be the best whilst you serve God. I am serving God and my GPA is still a perfect 4.0. Nothing goes away from me. I'm serving the God and I'm still a father. I'm serving God and I'm still a husband. You know, serving God actually brings the best out of you. So, so just serve God with everything you have. Serve God with your heart. And God rewards. God blesses. Amen. So, service is actually an act of thanksgiving to God. Amen. Okay, so the last one I'll talk about is the verse 2. It talks about something. It says that Psalm 100 verse 2. It says, Come before, yeah, come before him with joyful singing. Okay, so giving thanks is also about coming before God, you know. It's an action, coming before God. And, and the psalmist tells us to come. It means that it's like an invitation to us. You know, God is actually, the one whom we are thanking is giving us an invitation to thank him. It's an, it's an honor, it's a privilege to thank God, you know. And, and he has done so many great things in our lives. We have so many blessings, you know, in our lives, day in and day out. And one of the ways we can respond to this Thing that God has done for us is always to come before His presence and then thank Him. Yeah. Come before His presence and thank Him. I realize here in the US and in Europe, 
thanks, um, thank you cards are, are used a lot. You know, when people do things for you, people like to write, um, you know, thank, thank you card. They write thank, thank you on cards and then they give it to the person as a sign of appreciation. Mostly in Africa, I don't really see those cards. It's, it's more people like give more like gifts, you know. <laughs> people, people give gifts. So people do it in so many different ways. But you are just showing your thanks for what the person has done for you. And, and that is what God is actually expecting. That the, the, the great things he does for us in return, we also come to his presence and then thank him. And, and we can come in his presence in two major ways, you know. We can physically come to his presence like we are here today. You know, we move physically, we move from our homes, we join the saints at church, and together, when we, when we gather together like this, the presence of God is all over the place, and then we lift up our hands and worship and thank God for the things he's done for us, the things he's going to do for us, and appreciate him. You know, he, he delights in we coming together and, you know, Worshipping him, coming before his presence and exalting him. And, and, and one other thing is also when we are in our closets, you know, we can always approach God. Even as we sit, we can approach his presence in prayer and give him thanks and appreciate him. You know, we put away our pride, we put away everything that we esteem most and then enter into a time of fellowship with God. You know, coming before his presence and, you know, worshipping him, lifting him up and thanking him for the things that he, he has done for us. You know, God always wants us to come before his presence, to give him all the worship and all the praise. So, so when you wake up in the morning, he expects that the, the go-to place is his presence, and not social media. You know, his go, the go-to place is to go before God and thank him and bless him. You know, people, people's first thing they do is to resort to their phones. They resort to social media. They resort to Facebook. They resort to messages. But, you know, he wants us to come before his presence. So as children of God, as God encourages us to always be thankful, one of the things is always try and go before the presence of God. You know, take your family to the presence of God. Take your wives, your spouse, your friends. Go before the presence of God and thank him and bless him and worship him. These are actions. You know, these are things about thanksgiving. And as we do that, God continues to bless us. As we do that, God continues to show us faith. As we do that, God continues to touch our lives in special ways. Okay, so there is still thanksgiving after thanksgiving. We should always be thankful. We should always give God the thanks in season and out of season. And we should know that it is His will for us in Christ Jesus. So always thank God with excitement. You know, always be happy and be joyous to come to the presence of God and bless Him. You know, there are so many people who call themselves believers but do not come to God's presence physically. So if you are listening to me, I will encourage a Bible-believing church. You know, if you are on Facebook listening to me, I will encourage a Bible-believing church to you that it is not just enough to stay home. Go before the presence of God. Join other, other believers and worship God. And in your, in your secret times at home, in your closets, go before the presence of God. Present situations to Him and just thank Him for the good things He does for you. So when we live a life of thanksgiving, miracles do not cease in our lives. And it is my prayer that even as God is sensitizing us tonight to continue in the life of thanksgiving, may he continue to bless our life in special ways. May the Lord bless his word tonight. Always be thankful, no matter the situation. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I just want you to just thank God. Just bless the name of the Lord. Just... 
Just thank God. Don't ask anything. Just, just thank God. Just appreciate God for the seen and unseen miracles. Just exalt the name of God. Just lift His name up. Just thank Him. He's worthy. He deserves all the glory. He's just God. There is none like Him. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the thanks. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. We give you thanks. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Even in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.